Hey gang, Funky Phil here. Just wanted to let you know that this episode has some cursing in the interview, but it's an awesome interview. Thank you for listening. Hope you enjoy it. Yeah, buddy. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Bring it on. Bring it, people. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Thank you. Thank okay. you. Thank you. Thank you. Man, it is so great to be back. It's been too long, Corey. <laughs> Jeez Louise. Jeez Louises. It's been a long time, man. It's been a long time, but we are here and we are back and we are punk rock as it gets, people. We are punk rock as it gets. Yes. <laughs> uh, man, Funky Phil, it's great to see your just gorgeous, beautiful face. Just Aww. handsome as ever. The, the feeling's mutual. <laughs> full, full on head of hair, dude. Full on, just locks. I know. Look at all this hair. This is the most hair That's I've had beautiful. In, in a long time. It's just, I mean, dude, you really have a fine head of hair. Thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> you always keep it short and you know, and short cropped or whatever you want to call it. But man, I mean, you just looking like a Ken doll, just perfect. <laughs> Little five o'clock shadow. It's beautiful, man. <laughs> like a Ken doll. <laughs> uh, man welcome website is that okay yeah yeah I, I dude just like the beard i say you keep it going man you look as handsome as ever dude <laughs> <laughs> um i hope everybody's doing good out there um we're streaming live i hope there's still sound man now see i'm getting in my head phil gotta check i gotta check let's see horrible colossal fail for um for uh, Chops and Coffee this morning. We got three viewers already. Um, how's the sound, guys? Let me know, please. Please let me know. Yeah, it seems to be coming in. All right, we're good. We're good. Um, colossal fail for um, Chops and Coffee this morning. I just know. What happened? I just, I try to go. Well, Chops and Coffee itself was amazing, but, you know, it's, we're just going to have to get into it, Phil. We're just going to have to get into it, all right? Because, <sighs> I got a lot to say, all right? This is going to be a long show. I hope you got your whole day blocked off because <laughs> this is going to be a long one. <laughs> um, it's the Drum Brigade Podcast Show 101. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. You know, big accomplishment. Big accomplishment. We've taken a few I mean, like more than a few weeks off. We've just taken some time off to just gather ourselves just to... A lot of changes has happened. Phil's in a studio now. I'm positive. I'm centered. I'm grounded. We'll see So many that. things. <laughs> let's, let's talk at the end of this show, all right? <laughs> um, so, you know, yeah, we're back and we're better than ever, baby. <laughs> um. 
yeah, it's Drum Brigade Podcast. We got a lot of things to talk about. Like I said, we got a lot of things that we are doing, a lot of new things, a lot of irons in the fire. As always, we have a fantastic guest coming up, Robert Castelli, all the way from Spain, by way of New York, um, to talk about his newest album, all written, produced, everything by him, the drummer which is something that needs to happen more often. I'm always about people that come on the show that have something to say. It seems like this dude is one of those guys falling right in line with that. So uh, we'll welcome him on in a little bit here. We got Kevin Aguchi coming up, talking to us about the word on the street. Keeps us up to date. He's our, um, what is it called? Like our, what is it called? Like a pit reporter? No, like a, a guy that get like is, is, I don't know, like, keeping up with the hype and he fills us in might be a weekly segment. Okay. He's our man <laughs> on the street. Yeah. He's our man <laughs> on the street. Yeah. Brigade Corps member that guy. Um, so yeah. Anyways, we have a bunch of other stuff, um, lessons, merch. We got two merch stores. If you want to directly link to this merch store, if you're streaming live with us, just click support this stream. You can donate to this podcast on the spot, or you can visit our merch store, on that link as well. And then if you can't find that, we have other merch on drumbrigade.com, a whole merch store there. We only have like certain merch on the Twitch um, support the stream tab. But if you go to drumbrigade.com, you could get faces. You could get shirts with our faces on them. You can get faces with our shirts on them is what I almost said, Phil. You see where my head is at. We're not thinking big enough. Okay. <laughs> faces with shirts on them. That's the direction I'm going. All right. Um, you guys want to chime in with this show? You want to ask us anything? Just um, either type it in in the chat or use the contact form. Just hit us up. There's always a way to hit us up. So um, yeah, all that stuff. So um, as mentioned, Robert Costelli coming on shortly and um, me and Phil are going to catch up. Are you ready, Phil? Yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh, what is it even like to do this show anymore? I don't know. <laughs> it's it's great. It's great to be here. It's really, I mean, I'm happy to be here. Me too. I missed you, Corey. Man, I missed you too, Funky Phil. You rolled into, you rolled into the evening chops and coffee a few weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And I was like, it's like the heavens opened up and I saw an angel. <laughs> Funky Phil. I'm like, ladies and gentlemen, Funky Phil. And everybody's like, Funky Phil? He's here, the man, the myth, the legend. And I'm like, he's right there. And then it's just like, I just became me. Like, I just, I got lost for a minute. You walked in the room or you logged into the room. And then it was just like, boom, me as me. I was just like, dude, I need this guy, man. <laughs> so, yeah, man. Um, Man, what's been going on? It's been a few weeks and we like kind of, we haven't talked too much. Like we've, we've had like maybe one or two like meetings, like, Hey Phil, what do you think about this? Mm -hmm. But we haven't talked too much. We've just left it, let it be so yeah. we can come back fresh for this show with a vengeance. Yeah. <laughs> I see. Um, there's, it looks like there's paint on the walls, but I can't tell. Maybe not. And it looks like you have baffles mm -hmm. or, or yeah. Yeah. You got a full-on setup. Sent me a video that's just glorious. Yeah. Yeah, I've mostly 
my new my studio studio zone is mostly done. I'm just waiting on a custom door that my dad's oh, yeah. gonna be making. Nice. But other than that, it's pretty much ready to roll. And very nice. I'm stoked. It sounds good. Yeah. Feels good. It's nice having a separate um I'm very fortunate to be able to have a separate music space at my house. Yeah. Um I'm stoked. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh looks good. Looks like a real studio. It doesn't look like uh just like a room, you know. It looks like this is professional. This is where I get my work done. Sweet. You know. It looks like oh yeah, Phil, that guy that's like a professional teacher, a professional drummer, a professional session guy and a podcaster. Yeah, that's what that room the is. The lights on back there, but you can see on my Yes, I can see your vessels. So, yeah, it's it's looking nice. It's looking nice. No kids in that zone. There's no trucks. Nope, no toys. Yeah. No stickers. There's there's not even a little kid drum set in there. Nope. Like a lot of dads will be like, yeah, you can put your drums in the drum room. No, 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 sir. Dude, if you ever been to Kevin Freebie's house, his studio has been taken over. Like sheet music everywhere, drums, sticks everywhere. Just little kids have taken his studio and made it their place. <laughs> but he still has his little his little spot. You know, I shouldn't say little. That sounds like I'm degrading it. Kevin gets some serious work done in that spot in his corner. But there's like three. There's two drum sets in there, and there, it's just like, yeah. Yeah. random stuff everywhere pieces <laughs> everywhere some people leave their like equipment there yeah it's pretty funny so anyways funky phil um lot been going on lots been going on here for real you've been busy man so i i mean start a new podcast mm-hmm. called the acceptance podcast it is not the drum brigade podcast there are no soapboxes on that one <laughs> thank you thank you Thank you. It's a lot different, man. It's a lot different. It's a, uh, if I'm being real and transparent, it's a bit out of my comfort zone because it's me being real. And, and it's like my soapbox was at the beginning. Like, do people really want to hear this? Like me ranting about something, complaining about something. But then for the most part, like I can't even say for the most part, across the board, people have been like positive about it. But people also have been like, I love the new podcast. What's up with the Drum Brigade podcast, though? And I'm like, don't worry. I have two podcasts now. It's all good. Yeah. Um, you, you know, I can't do what I do on the Acceptance podcast on this podcast. So I had to start a new one. And it took a different direction. I was trying to do, I was trying to do um, a different, completely different, like more of a storytelling kind of podcast. And we might still try to incorporate that, but... Uh, it was, it's too much. It's too much, man. It's, it's too hard to try to get other people to tell their stories. I have a million stories, but you know, I'm, I'm going to, I, I have like the motocross one of how I broke my ankle. That's like kind of halfway recorded, but then trying to bring in interviews and stuff like that, especially during a pandemic is kind of impossible. So I've just taken a break from that idea for right now. Um, so yeah. Um, but there's a bunch of other things that have become a thing like, Chops and coffee is now a big part of drum brigade. Yeah. And, um, so that's really cool. That's getting, one of these. um, we're, we're expanding like the, 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 um, drum brigade 
brigade, you know, the brigade nation in different ways, in different elements. And we have to cross over. We have a brigade nation that listens to this podcast. We have a brigade nation that takes lessons with me or you. We have a brigade nation now that that comes to Chops and Coffee and they're like diehard brigade people, you know? But it's a totally different element. So it's really cool. We're building it and we're spreading our movement. And that's probably the biggest thing that has happened since, you know, show 100 was um, refining the core values of Drum Brigade. Big, 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 big deal for me. Um, we've been saying camaraderie over competition for a long time. And we've been saying, calling it the Brotherhood of Drums, you know. Um, but it hasn't really resonated with people like it resonates with me and you, you know, the camaraderie over competition thing is wonderful. And like, we're still going to stick with that. But the whole thing that we're trying to say is that we want people to, we want to break the wall of inferiority complex among drummers down. We want people to feel accepted and feel that they belong. And so the core values of drum brigade are that that's why I started a podcast called the acceptance podcast because it's based on the core value of Drum Brigade. Helping all of our students, helping all of our people that we associate with, positive people that are supportive, and we are supportive too. And that gives them a whole community of people that think the same way, and they don't have to feel like they can't do what they love. They feel like they can do what they love without limitations, without people going, I'm a better drummer than you, and therefore you shouldn't do it. And that is a big problem in our community. It's a big problem across the board with, with drummers. It's a big problem with the companies in, in um, oh, neat. Sorry. <laughs> um, big problem within the community. Um, big problem, you know, in all, what am, what is going on here? Oh gosh. Sorry, Phil. I'm making a big point here. <laughs> I can't, I can't silent my, my computer right now. <laughs> um, making, a, so, so anyways, it's a big problem with a lot of different things in a lot of different ways. And especially with the, the, the companies, you know, that you deal with, they have that same thing where everybody copies everybody. And then they, they, um, want to act like they're better and they don't, they, they want to act like there's not like a, a enough of the pie for everyone. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of politics that go on in the, in the drum world and all that. So I'm not going to get into all that. I'm just saying our vision, our core value is acceptance over not acceptance. If you're into drums, you're one of us. So it's cool. You can sit with us. That's what it's about. <laughs> um, all right. So anyways, yeah. And then, um, just been, man, it's been a been a big change for me over the past couple weeks, man. Couple months. Um, still waking up early, Phil. You said it would last three days. It's been about two or three months. So <laughs> it's the norm now. It's the new norm. Yeah. There was days where we would start this show and I would be rolling in like, uh, sorry, Phil, man. Hard getting up this morning. You know, we start the show at 10. It's pathetic for me. <laughs> So yeah, dude, every day, six, five forty, my alarm goes off. I'm out of bed by six fifteen. Nice. I have to be out of bed by six fifteen. That's my rule. Nice. So, and, um, it's great. It's great. It's, it's amazing. Biggest, biggest change 
the biggest thing that there's two things that have changed my world. One, waking up early two drinking water as soon as I wake up or like a few minutes. When I found out that I'm supposed to drink water when I wake up because I haven't drank water in like eight hours, that changed the game for me. <laughs> I don't, it's so simple. Wait, water with, with coffee in it, right? I'm talking first water, pure water. No. Uh-uh. Then coffee. <laughs> Dude. Uh, coffee. Brown sauce. Well, I definitely get to brown sauce. Like I drink a whole cup of water, feel like my whole insides are like, oh, thank you. We're dying in here. Mm. Then you hit them with some coffee. And they're like, oh, thank you. Interesting. Yeah, you should try it. You'll feel like you drank coffee if you down a whole glass of water. I'll have to try it. I'm skeptical. I, <laughs> dude, we need water to live. <laughs> I I started coffee, drinking. Coffee has water in it. Yeah, but, but no. It's it's a dehydrant. Um, dehydrant. Phil's audio isn't working on the podcast. Neat. On the Facebook Okay, hold on. I know what I'm going to do. Thanks for everyone. Um, we can't hear Phil. Okay, we're working on it. We're working on it. Michael Stone is jumping in. Working on it, guys. Working on it, guys. This has been an ongoing problem for me. I know what the problem is, though. And this might lose all the audio, so I'm sorry if it does. Use this song for out input. Use this for output. Okay. Can you still hear me? Should be able to hear me. Always make sure you can see this. This is a podcast, bro. This is an audio only podcast. Um, Funky Phil, can you say something? Ahoy. Can you hear Phil now? Check, check. Um, okay. This audio thing. Uh-oh. Twitch is saying, not yet. Um, I don't know. I can't help you. I hate Streamlabs, dude. That's it, Phil. <laughs> I ain't trying to hear that right now. <sighs> you asked for it, people. What's wrong? I don't think they can hear you. Uh-huh. I am so freaking done with Streamlabs OBS. Sorry. <sighs> I want to throw my computer through a window right now. I am so over this stupid, stupid, stupid thing. (laughs) Three times. I don't know what the problem is. These freaking companies, dude. Streamlabs is supposed to be a platform where you... um, Hold on. Phil's audio isn't working. Okay, yeah. People are letting us know. Your audio isn't working. I don't know. I don't freaking know. You can hear me, I hope. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Who knows? Um, it wouldn't... Yeah, we're going to end this live stream after this freaking rant. Um, <laughs> I have been trying to streamline this stupid live streaming for weeks now. It started at the beginning of lockdown. Mm. Tried going live to stream my stuff freaking put myself out there everybody every little like zit nose little kid is out there streaming their video games like no freaking problem 
Okay. I'm just trying to stream a simple drum video and I have a problem every single time I try to use it. Every single time. It does not, the stupid thing crashes every freaking five minutes. The audio isn't coming through. It just cancels out the audio for no reason. Every single stinking time, every time, every time, every time. You should see the email I wrote them. Oof. Like, actually, this is nothing. I actually want to see it. <laughs> My rant right now is nothing compared to how horrible that email was. I was like, how dare you guys? Shame on you. You are a company. You're putting out a product. I pay for this. I pay money for this. How dare you guys take money from people when your stupid product doesn't even work half the time, 40% of the time, your product. I'm like, as a professional, if I only performed 40% of the time, I would not even dare ask anybody for money. And here you guys are taking money gladly when your product fails 60% of the time. That is absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> All caps. What is the fix for this problem? I put on their email. What is the fix? <laughs> here we are. I figure it out. Let's try again. Let's try again. Let's try again. I constantly am. Let's just try again. And then I try to go live on Saturday live stream my drum tracking session. Dude, I did it a couple weeks ago. Totally fine. Everybody was like, that was awesome. A lot of views, whatever. Try to do it Saturday. No, not going to work. And it's set up the same way? Set up the exact same way. I mean, I literally took the USB out when I was done, plugged it back in when I wanted to record again. Doesn't work. Huh. And then you adjust anything. You want to make a window bigger? Whole system crashes. Oof. So then I like delete the whole app, re-download it, start again. I mean, last night, re-downloaded the, a brand new version of the app, set up everything for this podcast, set up everything for Chops and Coffee, check the audio before I start Chops and Coffee this morning. Everything's good. Can you guys hear me loud and clear? Cool. Start Chops and Coffee. Audio goes away. Huh. No explanation, no fix. You think the company would say, hey, we realize there's a problem with this. We're working on it. Nothing. I'm done. I'm done with you, Streamlabs. Anybody who out there who wants to stream on Twitch or YouTube or Facebook or anything like that, and you're thinking about using Streamlabs, Streamlabs is the worst company, the worst app I've ever seen in my life. I hands down would never, ever, ever, ever recommend such a crappy piece of junk as Streamlabs. <laughs> Freaking die. I hope you all die. Jump off a cliff. All of you Streamlabs. I cannot stand you. The worst. The worst. The worst. The worst. The worst. I ain't trying to hear that right now. With that, guys, I'm really sorry. Um, I'm going to end this stream because this stupid platform sucks. All right? I'm so sick and tired of this. I cannot even tell you. I cannot even tell you. This whole podcast will be live broadcast. I mean, it'll be up tomorrow, audio only. But Streamlabs, this is the official last time I'm using you, you piece of complete garbage. Goodbye. Oh, man. Goodness sakes. Ooh, you dude, man, it has been too long. You got some, some pent-up anger up Bro, in there. I can that, sense it. That's real. That, that's real and anger, though. This stupid Streamlabs, that stupid thing is real anger. Like, I am freaking so pissed off at that stupid... It's the biggest joke I've ever seen. I cannot believe companies... It's the same thing as Zoom. 
Not Zoom this Zoom. It's the same thing as the Zoom mixer that I had. How are you a company when you don't offer a fix to these solutions? You just put a product out there and you expect people to like figure it out on their own. Is this, and these people, I, I, I'm giving my hard-earned money for this product. This is a software, right? Streamlabs is a software yeah. that like hundreds of thousands, probably millions of people use. And dude, if you search Streamlabs crashing, Streamlabs audio not working, there is so many people out there that are saying the same exact thing as me. Wow. It is so crazy. It's complete nonsense, dude. It's complete nonsense. It's absolutely absurd that a company would take your money. They're freaking robbing people for a product that doesn't work. Ridiculous, dude. Gosh. I ain't trying to hear that right now. That was... Well, <laughs> let's talk about acceptance. God, dude. <laughs> people can die. Die. <laughs> Unbelievable, man. Makes me so freaking mad. If I have one more person tell me the audio isn't working, oh god, I'm like, I'm, I'm freaking throwing my computer through a window, dude. Well, I wonder. I mean, I don't know if you've, if you already worked on it on this angle, but I usually have to route my audio weird to get you in the mix. You know what I mean? I have, I have no idea what the heck is going on here, but. Well, I do know what the heck is going on here. This for this this Personas AR16 is supposedly the best mixer you can use for live streaming. Yeah. Uh it it has stuff built in for live streaming. Yeah. It's it's not that. It's that is working beautifully. Mm-hmm. It's the stupid Streamlabs, dude. Yeah. It's this it's the same thing over and over week after week I've been trying, dude, I've been trying the first first the, the first problem was that I had the wrong computer. My computer's too outdated to do this. So so my rant was probably, you know, however many shows ago that I was like, so you're telling me all these teenage kids that are streaming them playing Minecraft have the the latest and the greatest computers at their disposal. That doesn't make any sense. Or all these freaking vloggers, all these podcasters out there, I've I've watched videos where they're like, yeah, I'm not using the greatest computer, but for some reason, for me, it's just not working. That's weird. And so then, then the other, oh my God, dude, it's just, it's, then I get a new computer. This is the, you cannot get a better computer, okay? This is the newest Mac that they have. And like, Everything I make my my overlays, like I put our logos, I make the store. I spend days doing this, We're using their platform because it's supposed to be the easiest and the most seamless and the the, the most user friendly and all of this stuff. So you make an app that keeps crashing and you don't fix it. You have hundreds of thousands of people paying for your service, and you don't have enough money to hire a web designer or some kind of guy that does code to fix this problem. What kind of company are you? bad one (laughs) get out of my freaking life dude i cannot handle people like this (laughs) one guy just sitting on a pile of money who doesn't care man the tech rage freaking hate it i'm so done so done can (laughs) people stop texting me too please now i'm in a freaking mood phil you're a legend (laughs) you are a legend (laughs) so positive man so positive
You know what? While we're at it, let's just get on it. I ain't trying to hear that right now. <laughs> let's just get on another one, Phil. I mean, if while we're at it. Oh, man. I had a feeling this episode was going to shake down like this. <laughs> I haven't even heard what you've been up to. I'm just already on one. Too bad I can't stream this live so people can see it in action. What happened? What, what else? <laughs> can we talk about the name Neil Peart? <laughs> <laughs> can we stop saying Neil Peart? Oh, my gosh. This is this has been something under my skin, getting under my skin for a while. I know his name is probably Neil Peart. Can we just stop, though, people? Come on, can we just stop? Like I watched a Drumio video and Jared Falk, like already just come on, dude. Like I'm already like come on, bro. What? Like when I watched Jared Falk, like. Great drummer, great teacher. Man, we all aspire to have a company as big as yours. Okay, that's my disclaimer. Now I'm moving on. Stop saying Neil Peart. <laughs> stop. Just say Neil Peart, please. For the love of God, just stop saying it like that. <laughs> like, how do you spell heart? H-E-A-R-T, heart. You don't say he art. How do you spell peer? How do you, now I'm saying, how do you spell pear? Like, either one, E, E A R, you eat it. It's a fruit. You don't say Pierre. How do you spell Pierre, the French name? P I E R R E, I think. Pierre. Wait, I've pulled up a video. Can I oh put, boy. let me see. Uh, can you hear this? No. Yes. Yeah. Peart, peart. Freaking cannot handle it. With a penis on it and a tear. Is that him talking? That was Getty Lee and sitting next to him, I think. This is a really Stop with part. it. I don't even care if Neil Peart himself says, You pronounce my name, Neil Peart. Stop saying it around me, or I will punch you in the face. Okay? Pierre is a French name and it's spelled different. Just say Neil. You can add a little bit inflection in there, but stop with the peart. Stop with the peart. Okay. I'm sick and tired of it. Just say Neil Peart. We're fine with, we know who you're talking about. Okay. If you can't, if you, if you don't want to piss me off then just say, you know, the drummer from rush and I'll get it. All right. Oh, man. I'm so tired of it, Phil. I'm so tired of it. Neil Pert. I ain't trying to hear that right now. <laughs> Had enough of this. Gosh. Peart. Like, when Jared Fox says it for some reason, it's, like, way worse. Oh, man. And so you could play, like, Neil Peart. He, like, has to add, like, such a harsh inflection. Peart. Peart, like it's like a freaking pew pew like shut up dude just say it <laughs> say it dude just just talk about another drummer you can't say it so sick of this stuff <laughs> goodness gracious <laughs> oh god you're gonna make me cry so good. 
All right, so <laughs> what have you been up to, Phil? Let's transition. Gosh, I'm playing. Let's transition. <laughs> Holy moly. I'm seeing, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm seeing the world different now. I've needed this show. I needed to get some things off my chest. This OBS thing has gotten me really, really hot, though. You are riled up, sir. Hey Phil, Phil, when you were storming the Capitol, was it hard to hold the the flag in one hand and then film like selfie yourself at the same time? Like, yeah, you know, Confederate flags are heavier than most other flags. <laughs> Little known fact. They carry a lot of weight. They do, man. Well, oh my God, crazy that you were you were there, uh, man. In the in the action. I hope this doesn't get like a knock uh, at your door from the FBI, dude. Oh my God. Phil was not at the Capitol storming, okay? FBI, gosh. No. If we know Funky Phil, he's not that type. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> the insanity. <laughs> Can you believe that happened? Yes. Yes. Oh it's just bananas, dude. It's crazy, dude. It's this, but that's what happens. It's not right. It's definitely not right. It's mind-boggling. Yeah. But we've got a brand-new Funky President. As James Brown would say. <laughs> we do. And a funky vice president. Yeah. It's so weird, dude. Like, the news is so boring. I know. Like, it's changed everything. It's changed every. Like, you could watch any of the news channels that were, like, extreme, like CNN and 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 Fox News. And, and they're, like, trying to pick at anything. They're just, just give us something. They're still talking about the, the, the storming the, the Capitol. Uh -huh. They're trying everything. They're just like, well, well, give us something. Somebody give us something. And it, it's just like, you know, there's nothing. Mm -hmm. The world is a boring place now. We're still in a pandemic, but at least that's a whole. We're not on a reality show anymore. Yeah, it's true. Our our country, like being an American, everybody's just like it's it is it is entertaining. It's not good, but it's like if you want to be entertained, it never ceases. There's not a dull. There's never a dull moment. I should say. <laughs> Meanwhile, like uh, New Zealand is like still like having festivals, and one of my students is in Australia. He said they shut the whole country down because like there was five cases or something <laughs> of COVID. <laughs> It, like they shut it down travel ban everything you cannot like shut down for five cases in the whole country uh-huh crazy dude yeah it's it's crazy man the whole thing so what have you been up to man over the past couple weeks months well weeks? as you were just getting at the the pandemic rages on yeah and now there's all sorts of new variants too, which is makes it even more spicy. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I've been, you know, spending a lot of time in my house. Um, not not a whole lot to be honest. Just the same old, same old. We were, you know, setting up our music room, doing, uh, teaching the kids, and uh, trying to get started doing some recording stuff with the new the new space. But that's cool. Yeah, mostly just, you know, teaching lessons, doing the same old biz over here. Yeah, I've, uh, it's been kind of the same for me, man. I have not been going out much, no leisurely going out. The only place I go is the beach 
and I'll, I'll go to the store if I have to. But um, it's been my house or the studio. Those are the only two places I go. And um, or the beach. I go to the beach every day, but I, I stay away from people. So even friends, man, I haven't been hanging out with friends. I haven't seen my mom and dad and besides on Zoom in, you know, a, a weeks. I haven't hung out with my with pops in weeks. So it's um it's I I mean I'm I'm kind of taking it a little bit more serious, you know. We I don't feel like I ever let my guard down, but it's easy to kind of go, yeah, it's subsiding and it's getting better and it's good. You know, it's like, dude, it's worse than ever. Can you imagine if the numbers were like this when this thing started and we were like uber careful at the beginning of all of this? Yeah, it's cra- like know. several people I know have died since I last talked to you from it. Dude, it's yeah, it's not a joke. It's real, you know, people, people that there's so many people dying. on the like, other. It's insane that people are like running around acting like it's it's not a thing. Yeah. I, I mean, I literally, I have people that I know that are like, I'm done with this. You know, this is not, I'm not, I'm living my life. I like freedom and I'm, I'm not going to let something slow me down. And I'm like, dude, it, what do you mean slow you down? Like it will slow you down. You, it's not like you could just will it away or you worse know, you, or worse. You'll spread it to someone else and it'll slow them down to dead halt. Right. Like, exactly. like I know I've, I know people that they've caught it through an asymptomatic family member who didn't take it right. seriously. Like they just right. didn't realize they even had it infected an entire family. Yeah. Like kids and everything. It's that's so it's ludicrous, bad. dude. Yeah. yeah. It's it's not cool at all. So like it's um me and my wife are very, very, very cautious and like I mean, like if we go for a walk around our house, it's like don't go out without your mask, bring your mask. And like, you know, if we're, if there's, we're, we're really cautious around other people. So it's a respectful thing for them. It's love of neighbor, man. It's like, just, you know, if you're sitting in your car and you're driving somewhere, I mean, that's different than like, if you're walking past somebody for the most part in our area, I'm grateful that we live in an area that we do. Like if we go on a hike or something, everybody that walks past us is like, boom, mask up when they walk by and they're still friendly. Good morning or whatever. But it's like, then when you're done, it's like, now we're in nature walk around. But, um, I'm not, there's no chance I'm going into a store. I mean, in the parking lot, I got my mask on. Yeah. I've been doing the grocery pickup lately. I don't even, I've heard about that. I don't even go in. You can Albertsons. It's real easy, dude. You can just pick, pick everything you want online and then you go and park and, call them and they come and bring it all out they put it in your trunk you don't even have to get out really yeah that's cool do you guys wash all your groceries too i still do even though Me i too. know it's i've heard that it's, it's unnecessary but nah dude i ain't gonna let anybody tell like i, I literally wash them <laughs> yeah i literally we literally wash every package like with soap and water like as if it's a dish we have an alcohol spray bottle Oh yeah, we well, and then if we do like something like that, like if we get like, I don't know, like some something to drink or something, we'll spray it down with that kind of stuff. But yeah, I mean, it's kind of a, we've we're almost a year in. We're almost a year in. Yeah, and we, you know, we're we're it's it's just part of the deal now. You know, it's like your routine. You get in your car, you get some like, you know, I 
get some hand sanitizer. Then I take my mask off and put my mask where it goes. And like, it still isn't, it's still odd for me though. Like today, um, where was I? It was yesterday. I went to the store and I was just looking around and I'm like, man, this is still crazy, dude. Just seeing every person with a mask on. Yeah. Um, crazy, man. And like, things are so different for me too. Like as far as being a musician, you know, um, I'm just so, um, like I had a meeting with, with like one of the bands, uh, last week and they're like, Hey, there's a gig that's coming up in November. And we wanted to discuss, make sure everything was okay. Everything was cool. And I'm like, I don't even realize that like, I've been out of this world for a while, like out of the gigging scene, you know, and talking about like, I still want to be creative and make music, but it's really put things into perspective of like, man, I don't. I, I want to work with that band, but like some of the other things that I was doing, I'm like, I have no desire to go back to that. Like zero. Yeah. You know, know, like exactly how you feel. <laughs> yeah. The, the, like the one in particular for me is the casino work, Uh huh. playing robo drums and all that stuff. I'm like, nah, dude, I'll, I'm good. Yeah. I, I, you know, it, I need the money, but like, I'm not going into some stupid casino and I'm just, I've been ranting about like, you know, my, you, when you play drums and you're, you, you put in all this work and you practice and you're recording, you're trying to be a professional and then you end up at your gig on Saturday and it's for a bunch of drunk people that could care less that you just executed a perfect, you know, combo drum fill like a Neil, in an odd time or something like, like they don't Peart, care. Nick and Neil Peart kind of one. <laughs> oh my God, dude. That's it. I'm out. <laughs> Show's over, Phil. Show's over. <laughs> um well you know and they just come up and they just want to hear like uptown funk you know and you're just like man i've been working so hard like i've been practicing i I wake up early and i practice and i like i'm trying to improve and i'm trying to be the best person i can be on at my craft and you don't care you're more worried about where my car is parked and if it's out of sight or what time I go back on to entertain your stupid people. You don't care. <laughs> you know, you don't care what I'm about. You don't care that I pour my heart into this art. You don't care. Yeah. You know? And so I, I just, um, man, I, I feel like we are truly artists and we're truly like, we love what we do and we pour our heart into doing what we do. There's some things that we shouldn't do, you know? And like, I think that we don't need to be the people that just give people what they want are hacks. And that, I don't mean that in like, like hack is a really bad term in, in the entertainment industry. Like, you know, but it's, it's man, the people that give people what they want, it doesn't mean that you are a hack as like an artist, but you're not making art. You're just a robot. You know, you're just clocking in. And, and if that works for you, that works for you. That's fine. I have to do those gigs. I have to do that all the time. Mm-hmm. But I want to do less of that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you, man. Yeah. So um, anyways, I yeah, mean, it's uh, pretty much been doing none of it at all. So same here. Same here. <laughs> well, I started it's kind of changed my way of thinking of like, man, am, am I what am I doing this for? When I was when I was doing it before, I was really unhappy. You know, I was tr- tricking myself into believing that if I have drumsticks in my hands, I'm, I'm cool. I'm happy. But at the end of the day, that's not why I do it. I don't do it just to hold drumsticks. 
you know, or else I'd be a drumstick manufacturer or something. Um, I thoroughly enjoy teaching. Like I thoroughly enjoy playing my drums. I'm always going to play my drums. I would do that for free. You know, I, I would pay to do that. That's how much I love it. And so I want to do, uh, you know, obviously we can't do that. We have to make a living, but when I walk out of the studio and I've had a long day of teaching, but I still feel good. And I'm like, man, I inspired somebody. I inspired some kids. I helped them to learn something and I see them progress. That is priceless for me. When I walk on a big stage and people know the music that I've like worked hard on, you know, or I've shared that with other musicians, that's priceless for me. You know, like that, that, um, live thing that I did with, uh, that live stream I did with shuffle and bang playing the music I want with the musicians I want with, you know, something that I'm proud of. That's, I, that's, that's great. But playing Bruno Mars because the freaking bridezilla wants me to play it <laughs> just for a paycheck. That's not making art to me. This is that's the longest like, I've gone without hearing uptown funk in. Well, today's your lucky day, Phil. No, just kidding. Do not play it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. It's been glorious. Yeah, man. I don't, especially like not going into the grocery stores. Cause yeah, sometimes it would pop up in there and it'd be like, damn, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't even go in there anymore. So I'm just, it's great. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, with that, that meeting, I was like, man, I really do miss the hang. I miss playing with you guys. I miss the musicianship. You know, I miss, I miss that playing bad music with good musicians is still great. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, um, I, I just, I, I don't know, man. It makes me want to work really hard while I can to try to make something out of what I'm doing. And so that's the beauty of this pandemic is like, uh, you know, I, I wish I would have been in this mindset day one, like March 15th last year. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I would have been a lot further along now, but um, I still was, it, it's still all the growth, the growing process, you know, of me going, Hey, I need to do something. It's time to go dive in head first with, with drum brigade and not even I, what else am I going to do? I can't wish for a gig. It's just not going to happen. And we happen to live in a state where, you know, a lot of the other States are back, like going back. And um, our state is just like, nah, dude, full lockdown still. So it's cool though. It's, it's, it's getting, giving me a lot more ideas and, and trying to use a lot of different platforms, not Streamlabs anymore. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> but it's helping me to think out of the box and try to come up with something like, dude, chops and coffee just came out of thin air, dude. It wasn't like a, it wasn't something that we've been planning for months and we're trying to launch and it, you know, it's nothing like that. It was just, I, I hit you up like, Hey, do you want to do a warm up together? And you're just like, oh, I can't today. And then I hit up another dude and it was just like, yeah, let's go. And it's like, let's invite other people. All right, yeah, let's do it. You know, and now it's a thing. That's awesome. So, um, you know, that stuff, the thing is with, with this stuff and, and being very transparent, but like it, I haven't been able to, the problem is, you know, Drum Brigade is a community and it's hard to monetize a community, you know, um, if especially like I, I've kind of trying to look at especially social media differently, like where you're, we're not trying to, you know, just recruit hundreds of thousands of followers that aren't genuine followers. And I've, I've said that from the beginning, like if we can have a small amount, a small army of people that are loving everything that we do, that's a lot better than like all the followers in the world that are just like followers. So, um, 
it's kind of helping me, enlightening me to just kind of speak directly to our people. You know, on this podcast, if it's five people that listen or 500 people that listen, it doesn't matter. I'm still talking directly to them because they love what we do, you know, and they believe in that acceptance um, core value. And we have a common enemy, which is the people that are opposite of that, that want to make you feel inferior. Um, So thinking about it like that is a little bit different, you know, where, you know, and and it keeps multiplying because now our core values are genuine. It's not just like, we're going to say whatever people want to hear so that we can recruit more followers. That's, that's not genuine. You know, that's being a, a hack. Mm-hmm. And so Drum Brigade is not a hat company. Drum Brigade is like, we have core values and ethics and everything. And like we stick, we, everything we do is about that. Every lesson we teach is about that. Every, everything. And so um, if it's not about that, then we're not being genuine. This day we start going, well, what does everybody want us to do? People don't want you to rant anymore. Sorry, this isn't the show for you. You know? <laughs> You know, so people don't want to hear me getting mad at the way you pronounce a drummer's name who might legitimately have that same name, that actual name. This might not be the show for you. Just don't say it around me. I'm sick of it. Neil Peart. Dude, I can't, I wanted to find that, find that video and make a drop out of it, but I couldn't find the stinking video. Thank goodness. I probably would have punched my computer like (laughs) Neil Peart. So irritating. There's another Drumeo video where this drummer's like talking, breaking down some of his stuff and he goes on a rant the opposite. He's like, it's Neil Peart, not Neil Pert. Stop saying Pert. I'm like, no, 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 bro. Let's go toe to toe. (laughs) Dude. There was like another example where I was like, you can't, you can't say, like you don't say certain, like heart. You don't say like, oh, like my heart is hurting. You don't pronounce it like that. (laughs) (sighs) You do, however, like even pieces, like peace. You you, just don't get me on that soapbox again. (laughs) I didn't Um, bring it up. All right, so we got um, Robert Costelli coming up. We're going to chat it up with him for a little bit, and then I still have uh, this one time. We got Kevin Aguchi coming up, giving us um, the word on the street for 15 minutes or so on uh, after we have this interview. So um, we're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. Thank you guys for listening. Yo, Funky Phil. Yo, Corey. We have some great listeners, don't we? Yeah. You know how they can be even more like dope than they already are? Keep listening. Definitely true. What else? Tell all your friends. Also very true. What else? Join the Patreon. All good things. But you know, the biggest thing that they can do is go to drumbrigade.com and check out the merch store. Yes. We have so much like dope swag up there. We got men's shirts, sweatshirts. We got women's shirts. We got kids' shirts. Yes, onesies. We got socks, mugs, phone cases, stickers. We got it all. All in different sizes, all in different colors, just for you. So if you want to show the world that you are a drummer with style and you're part of the Brotherhood of Drums, go to drumbrigade.com, visit our merch store. Oh, yeah. 
Drum Brigade Podcast. Drum Brigade Podcast, episode 101. We are back, baby. <laughs> Been a long break, but we are here. Uh, we got a special guest on the line from the other side of the world by way of New York. Uh, please welcome to the show, Robert Castelli. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Well, I love I loved the virtual applause, man. It's very <laughs> apropos for the situation yeah. right now. <laughs> but thanks. First of all, thanks for having me on. But most importantly, thanks for doing what you do. Man, thank you. Thank you for that. We're trying to, man, trying to do it. We're trying to spread the love in the drum community, keep the drum community live alive i should say and spread that um you know that love in the drum community it's great um yes. so man thank you for coming on we really appreciate it um and so we uh you are um first of all i listened to the latest album um that you sent and it's it's great drumming's amazing on it really thank really you nice so much. um but you are so you are i love your message that you are you have three CDs released. This is your third one. Party at World, One World Plaza, Robert Costelli, and Boom. Um, you've written, composed, arranged, produced all of your music. And your message is that more drummers in the drum community should be doing that. I yeah, love well, that. Let me, let, well, first of all, I, I won't name names, but if you can think of any name drummer. Okay, I'll give one example that I'm going to mention a name. When when Weckl put out his first couple of records, other people wrote the music. Now, in the you know, for maybe I don't know, even twenty years now, he's writing his own music. Right. But other musicians don't do that. And I wrote my I write the music because I play other instruments. And I remember when I was, I don't know, about sixteen or seventeen, I read an interview in Bass Magazine with Jaco Pastorius. And you know, what separated Jaco from everybody else was his sense of rhythm, like. All the people who copy Jaco sound now, they, they copy the chops, but they don't put it rhythmically in the pocket like he did. Mm -hmm. The second thing is harmonically where he was sitting while he was doing that rhythm stuff was in a different place than most bass players. And in this interview, he said, every bass player should go out and buy a piano or learn to play the piano to learn about harmony. And they should play the drums to learn about drums. And when I read that, I had already had a guitar. I've been playing guitar since I was 14 and drums since I was eight. And now that I'm 20, I think I'm getting pretty good. But, no. <laughs> but, uh, but that really made me think of, and my father, my father was a professional drummer, um, member of 802 in New York. My uncle was a professional drummer. I have some crazy stories about that. I hope we can get to them later. But my father always said, drums were meant to be felt, not heard. And Tony Williams said, I am not a drummer. I am a musician who plays the drums. That's awesome. So I, when I was growing up, I spent, like a lot of American kids, I spent too much time in front of the television, but I was always listening to the music. So I'm thinking orchestrally. I actually got accepted to Berkeley College Music in Boston, and I was going to major in film scoring and minor in performance. So my head has always been about the music, not about the drummer. But don't get me wrong. I fucking love drums. <laughs> okay. That's a, that's my apparent, first, man. My first love, man, you know? Yeah. yeah. That, I, and love, it, I love that, the chops and everything. But if it's not in the sweet spot, it's kind of like wasted energy, you know? 
Well, and that's what comes across right away when you hear this, this CD is, um, it's, uh, it's very musical. There are chops in there. There are a lot of things, but it's in the pocket. It's musical. The, even the drumming is musical and you hear that right away. Oh, that's really nice. Thanks. <laughs> you know, it, a funny story. It's first of all, thank you so much for saying that. And really for years now, many years I've been hearing that and I'm not, I don't say this out of ego, but of course, People are gratified when people like what you do. Mm-hmm. So people come up to me after a show and say, man, I really like you playing. Or drummers say, man, that was incredible. And then I say, well, thank you so much. But the good news is even a complete and utter idiot gets <laughs> good at something after 40 years. And then I spend the next 10 minutes wondering if I just referred to myself as a complete and utter idiot. <laughs> Hopefully it's not too late after 40 years. Well, I, I've known guitar players from my hometown, for example. They were like prodigies. You know, these guys were like, say, 10 years older than me. I was like 14 years old playing drums. These guys were like monsters. And then, you know, your life takes you on different paths. And then 15 years later, you see these guys. <clears throat> and they sound exactly the same. <clears throat> and I think music, the musical life is a path that you keep going down. And you absorb your life. And it comes out in the music and you and it it's it's a th- you cannot be stagnant if you're a musician you have to keep learning you know yeah so that's the thing so that's why at this point i hope as long as i've been doing this it sounds good because it's like you hear a band with six guys on stage and you're like man they were killing i'm like if six guys on stage can't get can't sound great and blow the room <laughs> out somebody better go home <laughs> you know? Um, so you, you mentioned too, in your, uh, your message that you are a third generation drummer. Um, yes. that's pretty cool. So it's embedded in your family. It's, it's in your blood. It's, um, it's really cool. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you something. Are you familiar with the film Candelabra? Um, with Michael Douglas and, and, and Matt Damon about okay. Liberace. You guys know who Liberace was, Yes, right? we know Liberace is. So. There's a scene in the film where Liberace meets the lover before Matt Damon. And he goes to a hotel, which would have been Terrytown, New York, to meet this guy. And if they showed the trio, that would have been my father playing drums because he had this regular gig there. So uh, what I can say is uh, my father taught me about rudiments and stuff, but basically... I used to carry my dad's gear. I was probably like six, between six and say 12 years old. And, and um, he used to keep his drums in our house, in our bedroom. There was like a storage area behind the clothes closet. But when he came home from a gig at two in the morning, he didn't want to wake up his son. So he just left the drums in the middle of the room. So I wake up and it was like Christmas. You know? Oh, wow. <laughs> but how I think I became a lefty because I play lefty. Oh, cool. But, I, but I'm not lefty at anything except cutting meat and kicking a football. <laughs> so, either, so either I'm confused or it's because uh, back in those days, they didn't have proper uh, cases for things like hi-hat and stuff. So my father just used to lie the hi-hat down. He didn't even take the cymbals off. So all I had to do was prop it up, put the legs down. And my instinct was to put it on my right foot. Wow. And then, so that means you put the bass drum on the left foot. And then I played the absolute opposite of Billy Cobb, Simon Phillips, Lenny White. 
you know, they're righty with the ride symbol on the left. I was lefty with the ride symbol on the right. And then one of my teachers who was uh, in the union with my dad, I think they used to sub for each other, told me, oh, if you're lefty, you got to play with your left hand and blah, 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 blah. So <laughs> anyway, my, my dad was almost blind, so he couldn't read music, even though he had a whole career playing orchestra pit gigs and stuff like that. Um, but he taught me the rudiments, taught me about brushes. He taught me brushes on a newspaper. Cool. Uh, yeah, I could go on about my dad, but that started me off. I, I played for eight years before I took my first lesson. <laughs> wow. That's similar to me as well. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome, man. That's really awesome. So, um, some of the stuff that you've done in your career, um, you know, uh, is it mostly just your own, your own groups with your own music or no, like man, you know, <clears throat> uh, there's this drummer in, in Britain that I've met cause since 2009, I've been playing every year doing like a week, you know, mini tour or, or festivals and stuff. And I met this drummer named Pete Cater. He's really well known for big band, but he plays lots of things. And he was gracious enough to, it plays lots of styles. And he was gracious enough to uh, video call with me when I was doing a crowdfunding campaign. So when I played over there, he came to one of my gigs. He drove like 30 minutes to come to one of my gigs. And I told him, being a drummer is like being the best character actor in the world. <laughs> <laughs> They'll believe you outside of your age group, ethnic group, gender, whatever. And if you want to be a working drummer, that's what you got to do. It, I'm, you know, bands like the Bad Plus or EST, these guys have been playing together since high school. If you, if you have a band and you, and that's all you do and you push it, that's beautiful. But just for musicality, you should play as as much music as possible so before the pandemic i had seven regular projects four wow. which were which were gigging almost every month three were like because it was original music you know every couple of months you get a gig you know but i had an organ trio gig two piano trio gigs two pop bands one with a, a male singer we were doing more like the alice row type of stuff and then the female singers were doing amy winehouse and all the shit so i like I said, I'm a musician who plays the drums. And when people ask me, what kind of music did you play? I just respond, is there really more than one kind? <laughs> That's, you know? cool. That's very similar to my dad's advice to me when I was younger. Um, and the, I, 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 uh, I had a featured article on Modern Drummer and they wrote about this. And they said that my dad, when I was very young, said, if you want to work, you need to be able to play anything. Right. And so, And that's been really you know, it's how I've survived as a musician, especially in California, where, you know, there's days I'll come, come home from a tour playing who knows what, a, a, a reggae tour or something. And then I'm playing a country gig like the next night or playing a rock gig yeah. or a jazz gig, you know, and it's just, it's how you have but to don't be. You, as don't a you find that that keeps you fresh when you go back to the other thing? Definitely. And there was yeah. definitely, especially when I was younger, there's times where you, when you, 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 you come off of like, I would like, I love my forte. My thing that I love playing is reggae music. And I would come home from a, a reggae tour or something. And I would, I would get on like a rock gig and then I'd do a drum fill and they'd be like, man, you sound like a reggae drummer. And it's like, Oh man, I got to fix that. You know, my dad would not be happy with me if I, you Was know, your don't dad fix a drummer? my dad's a singer. He's not a, he's not a drummer. I used to play in a reggae band with these guys in the Bronx. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> and they all got dreadlocks and stuff, you know, and, and I'm not the tallest guy. And then, you know, when you're behind the drums, you can't really see. So uh -huh. we used to play these block parties, you know, uh -huh. and then these people would come up and they're grooving like hell. And they're like, check the white boy on the drums, man. <laughs> <laughs> but for me, that was a badge of honor. Cause it was yeah. like telling me like, you know, like, so you that's, that's it right. the power of music, the power of music right there. Man. Yeah, man. Um, so, um, before I don't want to forget to put this in there, but if people want to get a hold of you and get this this CD, um, you guys got to give it a listen. It's amazing. The drumming on this is top notch for real. Um, so if people want to get this CD, um, how do they do that? Bandcamp Robert Costelli Boom Bandcamp releases. Cool. But if you just you know, I hate to say Google because you, the proper term is search. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to drive everything to these behemoths, you know, these <laughs> these uh, tech, 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 tech behemoths. Yeah. But if you search Robert Costelli Boom Bandcamp Releases, just the name or Robert Costelli Party at One More Plaza, it will come up. If you buy all six tracks, you get seven live tracks. Oh, cool. Which are five of the studio tracks and two standards, Ramblin' and Big Nick. We do the... Ginger Baker, Bill Fursell, uh, Charlie Hayden version of Ramblin', and we do the Tony Williams Lifetime version of Big Nick. Nice. And the keyboard player, Gilles Estope, even though he's not necessarily from the generation of those 70-sounding synths, mm -hmm. and, and Donny Perez, one of the best guitar players in Barcelona, in Spain, but he's from Argentina, Argentina, um, mm -hmm. Those guys just go to another planet, man. You know, yeah. and I'm just, you know, I want to tell you, drummers, if you do get a band together, get really good musicians, give them the melody, and get lay down the groove, and then get the hell out of their way yeah. and let them do their thing, and they will make <laughs> you, you make them sound good, they make you sound good, and we're all happy. And the and the thing is, the crowd is like, whoa, it's like being on a roller coaster ride, really. Yeah. The talent out there, man, in Europe is unreal, man. Just because no, of in the States. Are you kidding me? Brother, the drummers in the state in, over here, they well, don't quite play like the Americans. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's an American art form, man. You know, it's true. Yeah, I guess so. I guess you're right. Yeah. So that, that kind of leads me to my next question I had for you is the transition from being a New Yorker and, and moving to Spain to Barcelona. Um, well, actually, I, I went to Vienna first. I lived 13 okay. years there. I have two amazing, beautiful daughters there. Oh, nice. One of my daughters is like a prodigy at dancing. Cool. And um, I had met an Austrian guitar player at a party who had already been living in New York for about 10 years. And he met an Italian-American woman doing Jesus Christ Superstar in Austria. Wow. He's from Innsbruck. And he was uh, he was part of a catering crew at a party that I was at. Mm -hmm. And I was chatting up this beautiful woman who was part of the catering party who turned out to be his wife. Oh, wow. So, so he's like, excuse me. And then at the end of the night when we were leaving the party, because they were the catering crew, they were like the last to leave. And because I knew the host, I was like the second last to leave. Um, I heard them, him talking and I could tell he was a musician. So we exchanged numbers. And for two years, two years in New York, we 
invited each other to each other's gigs, but we were never able to meet and go to each other's gigs because mm -hmm. schedules didn't permit. So then one day I get a call out of the blue and he says, I'm starting a new project. I want to do a CD and, and you know, try to tour the music and blah, blah, blah. And he said, and I would like you to try to play. And if it doesn't work out, no hard feelings. And I thought that attitude was really good because sometimes musicians are really competitive or do you know what I mean? And it was just yeah. like all about the music. And if it doesn't work out, it's cool. And we ended up doing a live, a, a CD and then a live CD. And we toured in 2002 in Austria. And I saw that it's really cheap to live there. So in 2003, I went back not planning to stay, but I did. I moved all my stuff in September. And in 2005, I met my now ex-wife. And, and um, from there, I was mostly playing in Austria and England. And then I moved to Barcelona after I got divorced. And it was kind of an ugly situation, which is a lot better now. But, you know, uh, yeah. And Austria is really small. The country is, is smaller than New York State, and the population is smaller than the city of New York. So there isn't, it's a great, you know, it's a world famous city for classical music. Mm -hmm. But for jazz, there's not a lot going on. There's some really good musicians there. But Barcelona is just full of all kinds of young and senior musicians who are Spanish, but also from South America and other parts of Europe. And it's really just, man, it's just really inspiring to be in yeah. a place like this. Yeah? I've had several tours out in, in Europe where I'm like, I, I, maybe I don't go home. Like, maybe I just fly my wife out here and we just start a new life here. <laughs> well, you know, man, you know, it's not, I, I don't want to come across like I'm not in any way anti-American. I'm anti-American government policy, right. anti corporate uh, greed and corporate, how should I say, strong arming other countries, or you go into another country and you take their resources because you have more money, you know, and mm -hmm. whatever. I'm against that kind of stuff. But American people, I mean, when you come to Europe, you're going to see there's much more nationalism that you thought mm -hmm. would have been a mentality that would have went away because we're Americans. We're like, okay, you're from China, you're from the Caribbean, you're from Spain. Who gives a shit? Time is money. You know, anything I could do to help, let's just go. And and over here, it's they're in, they're in um, European football championships. You really yeah. see the kind of, <laughs> I won't say nationalism, but it's like, you know. So I'm kind of surprised by that. But the standard of living, you could make probably a third of what I'm in New York. Okay. You make $50,000 in New York and you make $50,000 in Florida. Uh-huh. Florida is like 75,000 to the 50,000 in New York. I don't know what it's like California. But in Europe, a supermarket clerk gets two extra pay. They get one extra payment for Christmas, one extra payment for summer. So you don't have to save for Christmas presents and summer holiday. Wow, yeah. You get, you get your health care paid out of your taxes, which are higher, but you get something for that. So you can live on a third of what you make in New York and have a comfortable and healthily balanced lifestyle. That's and cool. I hope America starts incorporating that kind of stuff into, you know, I hope like, you know, 
nothing against Biden and Harris, but saying you're better than Trump is like saying, okay, I had pancreatic cancer. Now I got tuberculosis. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) And and I don't mean that, but if if Biden isn't going to give health care to everybody and this guy and this guy in the Pentagon, you know, they're making a big thing because he's, I hate to use these separatist words like African-American or black, you know, but he was a general, but he's on the board of like a defense contractor, just like Cheney. So Mm -hmm. if it's like, if we can sell 10 billion to Israel, is he going to not do that? If they're going to profit to go to war, is he going to, so where's the conflict of interest, you know? Mm -hmm. So my point, I'm sorry to go on a long tangent, but if you, I can understand your feelings completely. It basically happened to me. I went to Europe. I thought it's cheap to live. I didn't have a family. Uh-huh. It was easy to make the jump. And I did it. And I've, I've been here in September. It was 17 years. So specifically as a musician, how hard was the transition for, you know, working in New York and then jumping ship, moving to Europe and then working as a musician? Well, there? part of Part of the reason I went to Vienna was I, um, one of the sessions that I went to, the uh, the bass player had met this bass player online, I guess, and she was playing in the house band at a session. So they would open the session and then the musicians could come up and play and we would come up and play. And the drummer, when I was a kid, my father used to tell me if a drummer, if a musician was bad, when I was a kid, we would say he sucks. My mm. father would say, how about this? Stacks player, man, that guy can blow. How about the drummer? Man, he's got chops. How about the trumpet player? He's a nice guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the drummer was a nice guy. So I thought, I thought if this guy's got students and he's making his living, I was like, I could do this in my sleep. So I went over there, but it just so happened that there weren't really a lot of gigs. And of course, Everything is a click. You have to be on the scene for a while to people mm-hmm. know you. Like that's how I did it in Barcelona. Is I just kept going to sessions, playing all every kind of music you could think of, from just just this free stuff to jazz to Latin music, you know, to electric jazz to you know everything, piano jazz, and. I made connections with people. They like what they heard. And, and that's what you have to do. If I encourage my students to do that. If you, if you don't live in an area, you know, how many of people in California, they live in rural areas and they end up going to like LA or San Francisco or whatever. Yeah. And they have to get on the scene. And if you, if you don't come with a product, like this is my CD, I did this, blah, blah, blah. You're just in the scene. Right. So it takes, it takes time. But if you're anything worth quality, anything of quality takes hard work and dedication, whether it's a relationship or a musical career. Right. And and the thing is, what I've discovered is as an American, because jazz, even in America now, has become a kind of academic thing. People like Schofield and all these people are saying jazz didn't come from that. Jazz came from repressed people letting everything out on the floor in the wee hours of the morning after they worked 15 hours or whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's lost in the academic uh, application of the art form because jazz is a series of progressions that are kind of fixed, if you will, like a blues is, you know, a certain number of chords in a certain form and that's pretty much the blues and that's it. Right. You know? And jazz is the same way. And then you have bebop 
and you and you have those lines and if you're soloing with the phrasing of someone who's doing the same thing 60 or 70 years ago where's the evolution of the art so these people these purists are thinking that this is jazz and i'm like i'm american and my father was a jazz musician please if you're going to tell me what jazz is back it up with like a ton of information or shut your fucking mouth man. <laughs> you know because because jazz as jazz is a different thing here than it is there yeah you know my dad is my dad has had the same complaint um you know going over there my dad my dad's dad was a singer and a jazz singer and my my dad's story is he would always hear these old Eddie Jefferson records and Joe Williams records and all this stuff and he thought that that was his dad singing and um and so he when he found out that these are not his dad he's like oh you know but anyways he went to Europe on on a vacation and he went to hear some jazz and these people were like calling it their music and my dad was like he didn't like that he was like um why don't we have that same mentality this is our music this is our this is part of my heritage you know my dad right. sang these songs and um you know and so that's been his thing where he's like i need to bring this music back and bring it back home that this is this is what we i grew up with you know right so yeah well, we all we all unfortunately we don't honor our elders anymore and we don't pay attention to history and if we did we'd all be a whole lot better off mm -hmm. but we'd have you know there, i think there's a certain amount of respect that's lacking if you remember the the young lions period in the 90s mm -hmm. the senior musicians were complaining that these guys were getting out of college and the record companies are throwing record deals at them with people like wayne shorter and all these other people went from art blakey's band yeah. to miles's band to weather report i mean they had to do a long tenure to get the experience of what it is to be a jazz musician and jazz was never like a thing where you know you get rich this israeli saxophone player who was <laughs> was really big in london the first time i i saw him he he likes to make jokes in his stage banter he says i'm not the smartest guy i got into jazz for the money <laughs> oh boy <laughs> you know because how many musicians billy cobham and other musicians, they left the States because they were not getting paid what they should right. be getting paid to play this American art form. Right. You know? Yeah. That's an interesting, it's an interesting thing. You know, the, the art here in the arts here in America are just, I, I don't know if it's completely correct, but it's viewed as secondary as a musician. It's like, I've had, I can't tell you how many people and probably, you know, every musician can say the same thing. How many people go, what do you do for a living? And I go, oh, I'm a professional musician. I'm a drummer and I'm a teacher. Yeah. But what do you really do? Same. I'm yes. like, you know what? Let's just talk about something else. <laughs> Bill, Bill Bruford said that in the seventies when he was with like, yes, and he'd go to a cocktail party with his wife and people didn't know who he was. They'd say, well, what do you do? He says, I'm a drummer. They say, no, what do you really do? Yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And the so. other thing is, it's like, then people would say, well, what kind of, they wouldn't actually say how much money do you make, but they'd say like, what kind of living do you make? And my yeah. response to that was, how much is it worth for you, mm -hmm. for me to do that? <laughs> That's good. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to use that. 
<laughs> you got to follow really your cool. heart. If you follow yeah. your heart, you'll have a an honorable, meaningful life, regardless of how much money you make. If you happen to make a shitload of money while you do that, you're in the minority and you have an even better life. But right. if you just, you know, I knew I wanted to be a musician since I was eight years old. I knew I wanted to be a drummer and I evolved from just playing drums. But I mean, people who just play drums, they're amazing and incredible, man. Right. You know? And inspiring, wow. like, like you guys. <laughs> Thank you. Um, that's the difference. I was just saying before you get came on, that's the difference between an artist and a hack and a hack in our, in our world and musician music, a hack is really a bad word for calling somebody a hack is bad, right. but it doesn't have to be. It just means you're just doing what people want you to do. So you're basically clocking into a job and that's it, but you're not creating art. A person that creates art is an artist and we don't always get paid what we want, but it doesn't matter. We would still do it because we love to do it, you know? And so as soon as you start doing what people want you to do, you're not making art anymore. You're just a robot. <laughs> no. And you know, Ben, Ben Kingsley was interviewed one time and they asked him why he did like these small roles, you know? Mm -hmm. And he said, well, when people offer me a role and it's like $2 million or whatever, and it's a copy of 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 a copy, it's just like, why? You what know? do you need me for? <laughs> so the other thing is, is um, you know, we all have to make a living. If you do, if, that's why I always say, if I'm going to play covers, you know, people ask me to do a gig for, for like ridiculous money and to move the drums. Uh -huh. And I'm like, and then they want me to rehearse. And I'm like, well, first of all, you should know that shit because I can just play it and you should be able to, too, you know? <laughs> and, it's, and if not, just read the book, you know, whatever. But yeah. but if I'm going to play that kind of music, I want to play it in like Vegas or somewhere and play it on such a high level. And really, yeah. because in another way, you're also really honoring that music, not just copying it, you know? Right. Well, yeah. And that's the thing. It's, it's all relative, you know? Like if it's in your mind, if you're like, hey, I'm doing what I love and I still feel like I'm being an artist. I'm putting my touch on it, whatever. That doesn't mean that everybody who plays, who plays in cover bands, like me and Phil both do cover band work and session work and stuff like that. That doesn't mean that you are a hack. I'm what I mean is in your own mind, if you're like, okay with just doing what other people want and you're just, you're, that's your job. That's fine. That's totally cool. In my opinion though, it stops and starts with me feeling like, am I doing this my way? You know, am I, am I doing this on my terms or am I just a factory worker, but drums, you know, well, I, let I me, guess. Let me, let me, let me lay this onto you because you're using the word artist and I've, I've made this comparison where in, in interviews or just in conversation, people talk about musicians attitude. And I say, there are two kinds of musicians, mm. instrumentalists and musicians. And they said, what's the difference? And I said, an instrumentalist is really good on their instrument. But a musician is the instrument. Good. And they can be really musical on like five other instruments. They can't necessarily play them in solo, but everything they touch creates music. Where an instrumentalist is just like, bah, 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 bah. and that might not even be a hack. A hack would be a guy who could do like half of that. Right, right. <laughs> and he's not even like an artist. But an artist has to be willing to fail. Yes. You have to not be afraid, man. Yes. You have to fail big. 
I'll tell you another thing. Every time I play in England, I try to supplement my gigs with what we call in America uh, clinics and workshops. Mm -hmm. They use the word masterclass, which is pretty much used on a high university level, like Peter Erskine's comment or something like that. Right. So, you know, when you set up these things, sometimes it's like a year in advance, you know? So we're like one month before the drum clinic. And they said, Robert, we're not still at this. They, uh, so a drum school sponsored this. And they're like, Robert, we're not selling the tickets we want. But a lot of people are really interested. And they said they just don't they're intimidated because they think because it's a master class, it's above their level. Right. So I said, give me a, give me a couple of days. Let me come back to you. So I found something on the Internet from Confucius. And it's, it's this. What is the difference between the master and the student? The master has failed more times than the student has tried. That's, That's deep, awesome. man. That's deep, that is yeah. really deep. And you know what happened? They sold like 25 more tickets. <laughs> <laughs> so. Man, that's really cool. That's like, it's, that, you know. Hey, man, we're drummers. It all starts from there. <laughs> right. You're speaking yeah. some truth, and, and it's really profound, man. So that's really cool. Um, let's, uh, let's take a few more minutes. Let's only do a couple, but let's jump on the wheel of death, the uh, random questions, and let's just ask a couple general questions um, for you personally. All right? So Great. Uh, let's. <laughs> Yeah. Wheel of Death. Yeah. Random questions. Here we go. We have funny sound effects here. <laughs> I should have. I should have asked you, being that you're from New York, do you know Jeff Endike? No, but the name sounds familiar. <laughs> He's a drum teacher that we're obsessed with over here in in our studio, and um. Uh, well, yeah, maybe it's. Like he's after my time, if you will. He's 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 not. I don't know if he's a super well known teacher or whatever, but he's just really quite a character. Big Coke bottle glasses, and we have a <laughs> bunch of his drops here. Um, like uh, you know, don't watch me too carefully, all right? I'm still working on it myself. I'm always working on that thing. <laughs> I don't know why we love this guy. Ed, so Ed much. Shaughnessy, you know who Ed Shaughnessy is? No. <laughs> Ed Shaughnessy was the drummer with Johnny Carson's Tonight Show for all okay, those yeah, years. Yeah. Oh yeah, my yeah, father yeah. actually, my father actually knew Ed Shaughnessy, and Ed Shaughnessy's quote is, "I've been playing drums my whole life, and I'm going to keep doing it till I get it right." <laughs> well, yeah, we're we're obsessed with anybody who's from the East Coast or from New York. I always ask if they know Jeff Endike. We've never had him on the show, but we're obsessed with like his videos are hilarious, and I don't think they're trying to be. I have so to it check kinda, it out. Man. Sounds Thanks like we're you. trolling him, but all right. Question is: Snap your fingers, you're no longer a drummer. What would be your career? Guitar player. <laughs> okay, it's simple enough. That's simple enough. That's cool. Um, Phil, what would you be? Oh, what man. would what? I um, said, Phil, what would you be? Uh, uh, sound engineer. Really? Yeah. That's, that's what cool. I'm going with today. That's a stretch, huh? <laughs> I'm going to change mine. I'm going to be um, a motivational speaker. I fly out and do talks. That's beautiful. Yeah, I think that's that's what I would do if I was not a drummer. All right, here we go. Ooh, this is a hard one. What's the most annoying thing about yourself? <laughs> Probably I talk too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but when you're saying good stuff, it's not bad, man. <laughs> well, thanks for that, man. 
Uh, for me, uh, the most annoying thing about myself, um, uh, I have a long list of things, man, but I've, I've said it before. My, my stomach is like one of the most annoying things with myself, man. I get, I, I have a weak stomach and like, I have to be on a special diet and all this stuff. I wish I could just uh, get a new stomach. I thought you were talking about a lockdown belly. Cause I got, I got a little <laughs> bit of one. Yeah. I yeah. think, um, yeah, I guess the most annoying thing about my playing is, um, man, I really, really, really want to be so great at jazz. And I'm just like mediocre at best at jazz. My favorite drummers are jazz drummers. Everybody that hears me goes, man, you could tell you like jazz, but I'm not like a real hardcore jazz guy, you know, love the music, listen to the music, grew up with the music, but playing wise, it's never what's in my brain that's coming out. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you want to ask Phil the question before, because otherwise I'll keep talking. And like I said, it's my worst. You know. Phil, go ahead. What's your what's your most annoying quality? Um, I always go with the same one, and that's that I, a lot of times, just instinctually think I'm right. <laughs> no, I'm usually right. no, I'm usually right. not, <laughs> but it just happens, and it I hate it. But yeah. uh, Corey, you you are not mediocre at jazz. Oh boy. You always say that, but you're full of it. He's full of it. I think it's, I think it's me. It's me. What's in my head and what I want to sound like is not what's coming out of my hands and my feet. That's the problem. But let me just say something quickly about that because I'm, I want to try to do a drum book. I've done, uh, I've compiled some like instructional video stuff and I'm going to change the language from technique to movement and I'm going to change the, the word style to feel because jazz is a feel. Yeah. Just like Brazilian music, you can you can intellectually and play the notes correctly, but the, if the feel isn't there, it's not it doesn't have that bounce, you know. It's the same right. with jazz or funk or country music, you know, doing that training with them. You know, it's so so the main thing is developing the ears and then realizing what are my physical shortcomings that I can't get that exact sound. And then you just figure it out. That's exactly so I hope right. That it's never too late, bro. Yeah. I, you know, it's funny you say that I have a, a Brazilian student who's actually in Australia and he takes online lessons with me. And um, I was telling him how much I love Brazilian music. One of my favorite genres of music. That whole, and, um, and, Oh, sorry. Man. Go ahead. Yeah, no, no. It's and um and so I said, man, I just love the music so much. I said, but the the feel of that music is what is so amazing. And I said, and and me, you know, I've been to Brazil, but I've never lived there. And I, you know, I didn't grow up playing that style of music. I said, you know, here's my samba feel, you know. And I started playing, and he started laughing. <laughs> He's like, I mean, technically, yeah, you're you're playing it right, but yeah, man, the feel is is a little different. You know? Well, you know, I. I I used to live in Vienna, so I did quite a lot of gigs in Vienna. And I was on a gig one time, and a guy comes up after me because we were playing some Brazilian stuff. And he said, are you Brazilians? And I looked around to make sure there were no Brazilians in the room because <laughs> because they would have been like, no, yeah. he's not Brazilian. <laughs> man, that Brazilian swing, man. There's a guy out here um, in San Diego, and he's like the, the guru of the of the gurus. You know, He's like the teacher of the teachers. And um, he's, he's a percussion. Edu or something? No, Mark Lampson. Oh, okay. He's uh and he's studied he's gone deep into Latin stuff and and um Brazilian stuff. And the same thing for him, where he showed me some pattern on the uh on the drums 
And I was like, hold on. And he's just like, it was some, I don't remember what the pattern was, but I would go back and listen to it. And I, I talked to another guy that studied Brazilian music and it's the same thing. He's like, oh, well, he, was, he wasn't telling you about that Brazilian swing, man. It's, it's the feel. It's like he is doing technically this sticking pattern, but the feel is what he's, he's not teaching you. You know, have you, have you seen this Antonio Sanchez? It's on YouTube where he's given like a master class and he's talking about if you're going to play a style like Latin music, he was talking about Latin music or Brazilian music. He said, it's one thing to learn it intellectually and then you solo over it and you sound like a fusion guy playing that. And that can be okay because fusion is a natural thing. Cultures fused. The Mambo craze in New York was a fusion of Afro-Cuban and American music. You know, yeah. that was that was fusion. So it's not a dirty word, but he made a point where you have to really learn the vocabulary of that style of music, right? And you have to learn to art physically articulate that vocabulary, mm -hmm. and then you sound like you're authentically playing it. So when I play, I play with, I play with this guy here. His name is Rafa Madagascar. It's not his real name, but he's like the king of salsa in Barcelona. Cool. And he plays in a band called Trombolongo. They tour all over the world. They hardly do any gigs in Barcelona, but they're like, you know, on that kind of level. And he like totally respects me, although I'm not Colombian and I didn't grow up with this stuff. And it's mm. such an honor to hear that, that it just makes me want to keep practicing. So again, not too late, bro. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man, I appreciate yeah. that. It's good, man. Yeah. You've 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 brought some uh, some profound things to our show today, man. We really appreciate it. It's so great having you on. Okay. I'm so I glad. Got one more question. Oh, you got one more question. All right, go ahead. Neil Pert or Neil Peart? Oh boy, <laughs> this has been a big topic of this show today. It's the Canadian accent pronunciation. You know, that's what it is. <laughs> Neil Peart. I've been I've been on a rant, full on rant about this th today. <laughs> um, I was uh, just saying, man, thank you so much for reaching out to us and coming on and promoting your album. And man, I really I hope that people will give this a listen. The drumming on this is you guys are not going to be disappointed. It's a fantastic album. There's something for everyone. There's some Latin stuff on there. There's some jazz stuff, the groove stuff. It's really cool, man. And um Obviously, you know, a lot of the stuff that you've said, people can tell that you're you're um, a seasoned drummer, a seasoned teacher. And um, so we really appreciate it. If people want to get in touch with you, you are in, in Barcelona, but um, even out there in Europe, if we have any listeners, how do people get in touch with you? You can just find me on Facebook. I have two pages, Robert Castelli and Robert Castelli Boom. Cool. Friend me. If you Google, okay, if you search my name, you can and put it on YouTube, you'll find some stuff you know, of different performances. Some cool. of my old releases are on there. My first stuff was really more like funk fusion and, and the funk people really get into that. So I really want to thank you for having me on. Of course. Because, you know, anytime I connect with the drumming community, I come out inspired. I'm happy to see that people are doing what you do because we need to have music in schools. Drumming is for everyone. You don't have to be a professional. It's right. a heal, you know, it's good for your health, you know. So so thank you so much for, for having me on. I really Of course. Of course. Anytime, man, our um our show is open ended. So anytime you want to come on and chat, you're definitely welcome. People want to go get this album, it's on Bandcamp, Robert Castelli. Um, boom and boom. 
right? And All boom, right. party at One World Plaza because it's One World, folks, not three. <laughs> Robert Costelli, man. Thank you again. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you, bro. Yes, sir. Robert Castelli. That was fantastic, man. Yeah. That was fantastic. You know why that was so cool? First of all, that dude had some amazing things to say. He's obviously, like, I'm not lying that that dude's a seasoned drummer, man. Like, really, really can play. For and real. like knows what he's talking about. Oh dang, we just lost him. Um, but uh, this, the, <laughs> I'm saying what's on my screen as if you can see what I'm saying. Um, we had somebody waiting in the chat room, but or in the in the room, and then he just went away. So, uh, okay. So, anyways, what I was saying is the reason why it's so cool. I'm so glad we had him on is because he's aware of the drum community. He's not like all these other morons out there that don't even realize there is a drum community. It's all about them. You know, mm-hmm. he's taken, he's, he's, he's doing something for the drum community, which is really cool. So I really uh, appreciated him coming on. I, I really loved a lot of what he was saying and it was really cool. Um, so thanks to Robert Costelli for coming on. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, got somebody in the chat room or somebody waiting in the lobby. Here we go. Mm. We're going to bring him in. Get the word on the street. We need a song for this. Please welcome to the show, Kevin Aguchi. Yay. Yo, what's up? What up, everybody? <laughs> the Gooch. I'm Mr. The, the Gooch. Full applause. Nice, nice. <laughs> what's up, Gooch? I'm, I'm just chilling. Um, having issues this morning with my airdrop. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> you know, be glad you weren't on this whole show. I went on. I went on a screaming soapbox, screaming sco- soapbox about live streaming and all this nonsense. It's been a freaking nightmare, and I'm not going to get on it again. But he, he said, "Yeah, he, he actually said that people could die." He's like, "I wish no, they people would just, should die." I wish they would just <laughs> die. He said. <laughs> Yo, know, to be honest, it's so crazy getting all of this stuff to work, you know, even just like hooking up a camera to your, to your computer, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, I, I mean, I have it all set up for like my lessons and stuff. And like, when you said, we're gonna zoom, I could, you know, I was like, man, should I go in the other room and turn the camera? You know what I mean? But I was like, yeah, nah. <laughs> this, is, this a, is my world every day. <laughs> it just can be a nightmare sometimes. Yeah. I, yeah. when you really stop to think about it, like you just said, hooking up my, <laughs> Hooking up like a 16 channel board, multiple cameras, all to like my computer, and then trying to live stream that on three different platforms at the same time is like, what am I even trying to do? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man. I mean, even before you, like I was alongside, you know, Louis Valenzuela because he was getting it all going for the streams from uh, avant-garde. And literally, like, every time it was, like, because we had to, like, set it up and tear it down every time, there was just, like, so many possibilities for issues. Like, it could be one cable, and you have no idea which cable it is, you know? Uh, and yeah, it's so funny, because every time he does it, and, we and you know, it works, he's always like, I hacked the Matrix, dude. Like, <laughs> he just, like, yells it. I mean, I love it. He gets so pumped when everything works, and I think it's... it takes that kind of motivation to stick with it, because... Dude, like for me, sometimes it just breaks me. I'm just like, man, yeah. why? Like, it's the same why way I feel right now. 
Yeah, it's so liberating when you get it to work and it works perfect. But then there's, with me, this program that I'm using, there's no rhyme or reason. It's just one day it works and then one day it doesn't. One day the video looks great, but there's no audio. Today, I'm I, everybody can hear me, but they can't hear Phil. You know, oh. it's just so stupid, dude. It's so stupid. Are you using OBS? Yeah, I'm yeah. using Streamlabs, and I'm mm. I'm done. Today's the last day I use Streamlabs. I'm I'm done with it. I can't. I'm <laughs> breaking. I pay for I pay for their Prime membership too, and I'm I'm done. I wish I could talk. I wish I could get somebody like from Streamlabs here so I can freaking choke them. <laughs> I'm so pissed off about this, so dude. Okay, and today. then I get this. I get this text from somebody that was watching. Rebecca Jade was watching. She texts me. Hold on, let me find it. And she's like, the fun I said, she said, um, hey, just so you know, Phil's audio isn't working. And then I just went on a rant and shut the thing off. And then I said, I don't know if you've ever, I don't know if you heard that rant, but I'm ready to shoot someone. And she's like, Yeah, I did. She's like, just to add fuel to your fire, um, your audio cut out at the very end when you swapped, swapped Phil out and changed scenes. I saw you rant a bit more, but couldn't hear it. So I laughed at the rant. So it's like even worse, dude. It's like even worse than I thought it was. It's just like, dude. So the sound just went away and they could just yeah. see you visually like, oh, so they see me yelling. like yelling and pointing at the camera and like, yeah, it's just nonsense. Oh, God. I mean, anyways, that, that, dude, that makes for good entertainment. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, dude. So like, it, it's like, I got, I, I mean, I, I just start on this like, positive thing like yeah i started a new podcast and it's all about positivity and like you know i've just my life is just so different now audio stops working dude i hit the freaking <laughs> cory soapbox button and i'm yelling at this like it's just welcome back to the drum brigade podcast dude just welcome back 2020, 2021 excuse me yeah yeah this is why i need a podcast though because i need i need some kind of platform to freaking get on a soapbox and yell about stuff i went on a like 20 minute rant about saying neil peart versus neil pert that guy heated too that was like super heated you've, oh got, my a, gosh. you've got a lot bottled up in there Corey. dude i'm telling I feel you like there's gonna be a few episodes till you like level out again <laughs> oh i have more phil i have more don't worry <laughs> i have a couple written down that i'm not getting to today um kevin what's the news on the street man you always you always got your hand on your finger on the pulse and so um let's see i was trying to think about that uh when you hit me up like um i didn't have anything on deck but i guess um i could talk about maybe kind of the trends that i've been i've been like kind of current with looking yeah. online watching youtube and stuff um since we're all in like um you know at home shelter at home pandemic mode it seems like everybody seems to be really interested in like um, a lot of like home studio tours, uh, yeah. just like seeing like where people operate, you know, like or how they're how they're doing, you know, which is cool. And I know, Phil, you're like full in like you went big, like a lot of people I've seen on the Internet. They just like they're like, OK, I got to stay home. So first project, make my home where I want to be. You know what I mean? So like yeah. studio builds and stuff like that. So there's tons of videos on like. Uh, cheap ways to like treat you know sound treat your your home studios and stuff like that um what i have been uh checking out a lot of is just seeing uh how to make the best out of the small situations you have like the room that i have my drums and i record and stuff in is really small 
So I started researching and looking up like ways of making your limited capacity room um, do the things you wanted to, you know, so like ways to use room mics that aren't the necessary, if you don't have a big room, you know what I mean? So like using reflection. Oh, cool. That kind of stuff. I sent a video or a, a channel to um, Phil yesterday. This guy, Blair Sinta, he's great. Uh, he's like a studio drummer in LA and like, you know, his stuff is real fascinating. And I, and I noticed that people like to see uh, like what you're using, like, you know, what yeah. kind of mics, what kind of preamps, you know, what kind of gear. And then the other thing I, I kind of got into that I think is popular now too, is watching people um, like organize and like, you know, like get their spaces just like efficient. So like, I like that guy, R David R like he's so awesome at like building shelves and like re re restoring drums and just doing like uh handyman work with stuff like that so like that that stuff has been great it's like really satisfying you know and then i started like buying shelves and getting my drums all organized and like dude like you know after you're done you like look at your room and you're like yeah yeah it's, it's productive <laughs> yeah when you have like your your space set up like the way that you want and then you like stop and look you're like dude i like want to be here more you know like it's really yeah. cool it's so funny you say that though like uh live streaming on saturday there was somebody the the little bit that i did get to live stream don't worry phil i'm not gonna rant again but like this guy was like hey man can you do a video on like your setup like i want to know like what you're like we want to know we want to see what the studio is like you know and so i was like oh that's a great idea like i've kind of done little Instagram, like, Hey, what's up guys? You know, but not really like in detail, like here's the board I use. Here's my drums. Like here's the mics I use. Here's the photos area. Here's the podcast area, you know, all of that stuff. So that's kind of somewhat on the agenda tomorrow in between posting this episode and lessons and all that stuff. Um, sometime this week, I'm going to actually, I need to make an actual YouTube video instead of going, trying to go live. But, um, that's really good. That's see, this is what I'm saying, Kevin. Like you just, you come on and you're just like, this is what's hot right now. And you're, I'm like, yeah, that is what's hot right now. <laughs> um, at the beginning of the pandemic, Drumio did a video where they actually um, had like a bunch of professional drummers, like show off their like home, like studio space. It was uh, really cool. It had like Annika Niles or Niles, however you say her name. Um, Peart. Annika Peart. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh you know like uh tommy Igo. it was really cool you know like kaz rodriguez like yeah. it's just kind of cool to see people's like like personal spaces you know where they like you know especially where they play drums because like that's you know it's like your den you know like yeah you're, you're solitary and like it's cool too because like it also showed that like a lot of people you don't need to like buy all the most expensive stuff to make it work you know with what what you have you know what i mean i've realized that like you know like you don't even need like a lot of mics if you have like a small room if you just learn how to position mics correctly you can get like really really awesome drum sounds yeah for doing whatever you need to do and then it's also like assessing what you're trying to do are you trying to do remote session work are you trying to just make videos or are you just trying to record to practice to hear yourself you know mm -hmm. um yeah and it's like I don't, I don't know. It's like, it's everyone's in the same boat. You know what I mean? Like, I think I've said it before on the podcast, the pandemic has basically taken every single musician, doesn't matter where you were in your career. And you just, <clears throat> it just leveled the playing field. You know what I mean? Right. Everybody had all the same problems at the same time. And we were all in this together to try to figure out, you know, how to keep going, you know? And 
seeing it on the internet actually and seeing you know people in the same position as me it was kind of like relieving and right you no know, it's like it, it makes you realize it's like yeah dude we're all the same and we're all human and we all like doing the same thing and you know it's all good it started i started seeing this especially with live streaming <clears throat> seeing other drummers live streaming and seeing them have the same struggles that i have like one of the cameras shuts off but you're, you still have to keep playing and you're just like, <laughs> I'm like, Oh, that happens to somebody else, you know, or like not knowing what song to play. You know, some dudes are like, really like Mike stone is a really efficient dude on like, he has like a set list and songs that he has prepared. But like on my live stream on, um, <clears throat> on, I think on Thursday night, I was like just winging it. And the stuff I thought I was going to play didn't actually come. Like I had some drumio drumless songs that I butchered like one of them because it was just it was just like oh my god what am I doing and then I just had felt so stupid that I had to like fall back into like let's just play some ska songs you know like so I don't look completely dumb and like <laughs> but like you start seeing a lot of the same struggles where it's like I'm sure I'm not well dude all you got to do is type in Streamlabs crash or Streamlabs audio and you'll see like lists of people with the same problems you know so it's, it's funny that, you know, this is where we're at. Like we're, we're still not really gigging at least here in California. And like a lot of us aren't, and we're trying to find another way to still do, you know, create what we do. And, um, so it's, it's good. So yeah, that's, that's uh, something, it's, it's something on the list I need to do is, um, make a, here's the studio setup video. It's a really good, good, good idea. You know, uh, you could probably do this on your stream, but what I've always really been into <clears throat> is I like when I practice, sit down and practice, if I don't know what to practice, or if I'm just trying to warm up, I like turning on the release radar on my Spotify and I'll just start drawing, you know what I mean? And just try to oh, figure yeah. out the song as you're playing it. You know, that's like super fun because like, dude, we're put on the spot to do that all the time. How many times are you at a gig and they're like, ah, oh, yeah, you'll get it. You know what I mean? Yeah, and you're yeah. like, <laughs> and you just have to use your like musicality and your experience to deduce like, okay, you know, like, it's going to have a verse, it's going to have a chorus, it's going to have a bridge, right. kind of try to predict, you know, and then dude, like, when you nail that stuff without even knowing, you're like, all yeah. right. All I know, right. yeah. <laughs> Some of those um, drum, drum, drumless songs on, um, on, on, on Spotify, I forget what they're, there's like some, some, some that like Forbes or something that like he, he, he writes like funk tunes and gospel tunes and fusion, like jazz and blues and like rock, all this stuff, any genre. But, um, sometimes I'll throw on like the fusion one or the funk ones. And it's like that where it's like, I've never heard this before. It's just a drumless song and they're, they're typical like a section B section. And they just repeat that over and over, but hit it. You, you got to click. So you know how fast to play, you know, and then like, you just go for it. And it's funny how quickly you fall into line and then by the second time it loops, you're like already getting some of the hits and stuff. And you're like, by the end of the song, you got it dialed. What was you that know? channel? Well, or the, the <clears throat> playlist? It's, a, it's a, here, I'll, it's, I'll find it. It's, um, uh, dr let me type in drumless. Yeah, Andre Forbes. A-N-D-R-E, Andre Forbes. And there's like funk volume one. It's, it's like kind of, it's cool, but it's kind of cheese ball, you know? I mean, it's, it's really good. It's kind of like, um, it's not the stuff that you really get taught or, you know, um, but it's cool that you can practice it this way. It's like, it's basically just like improving your musical intuition and your, your listening ability, Yeah. but not just listening, but listening while you're playing, like right. 
that's a that's a that's a big thing it's hard you know what i mean like i um i wasn't always able to do it but I, to be honest you know like in the jazz world that's where i get like a lot of like people are like they they can tell other musicians can tell if you're actively listening while you're mm -hmm. playing if you're listening to them and you catch stuff and they're just like oh i mean that's the best compliment i've ever gotten is you have big ears i'm like yeah, yeah that's all i all i want you know that's like cool because then Especially it's like jazz it's like not only are you um i mean you're, you're you're sounding good as as a player but also you're showing to the other players that you're uh aware and you're um you know you're interested in what they're doing you know and yeah um you know, it's it's like if you're talking to someone and you you can tell they're not listening to you. <laughs> you're just yeah. Like, All right. If you're yeah, if you're like not contributing to the to the conversation or something, it's like yeah, it's like the same thing with music. You know, if you can and if you can pick up, you know, when you have a good conversation with somebody, it's like that. It's interactive and you're you're picking up what each other's laying down and all of that stuff. It's like that musically, you know. Yeah. So. Don't be that person who's like not listening because they're just trying to think of what they're trying to say next you know what i mean <laughs> wait wait what are you guys talking about right now yeah. oh god <laughs> wait 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 i i, I got something to say <laughs> um i asked phil earlier today what it was like when he was storming the Capitol. like if the flag was heavy or if it was like <laughs> it's cold you know like cold or yeah you know, when oh you were hitting this policeman, like, what were you hitting him with? Like, you know, it's like, where did you get those Viking horns from? <laughs> <laughs> I like the thing is with this whole thing is they're finding guys even now that were a part of this. And I'm like, I hope we're not saying this on the air. And then they come knocking at Phil's door. Like, we understand you were at the, at the Capitol. <laughs> That's all we need, dude. Like, oh, but if you guys have ever listened to the show, you know that Phil is not that type of guy. <laughs> um, Dude, it's freak, it is freaky to me how many Trump flags are still flying up up here in Dude, Fallbrook. There's man. one in my it's neighborhood crazy. that says Trump 2024. I'm like, bro, I don't know if that's going to happen, but I was wrong before. <laughs> that's bananas. Um, yeah. We do have a question for you, Phil, um, and then we're going to wrap it up. Uh, this is from Kurt YP. Uh, Kurt. Curtis, I think. Curdy. Yeah. Curdy P. Yeah. <laughs> Says, is Phil buff from prison or just from holding babies? <laughs> I think Phil, um, yeah, you you got some of your muscles from being in prison for so long and your neck tattoos. Yeah. Yeah. It's both, you know. <laughs> Have you gotten swole from construction, you know, like just like yeah. sawing stuff mm -hmm. and like it all it all contributes to the supreme physique yeah I, rem I remember like seeing a picture of you when you had your beard and you were just wearing overalls but no shirt and you're just like ripped hairy uh -huh. you know kind of hairy and just sawing and hammering and stuff yeah yeah that's, that's in the drum brigade calendar yeah go buy it <laughs> like the sexy fireman phil is like the sexy construction worker mm -hmm. i'm just covered with sawdust yeah <laughs> my uh if i ever did like a counter shoot like that like the only way you get like a shirtless picture of me i'd be like completely surprised like you caught me out of the shower <laughs> with that face on I'm like oh 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 no <laughs> oh dear <laughs> who let you in here <laughs> oh my gosh dude <laughs> that yeah dude you're not i was going pretty hard at working out to get ready for the summertime but yeah i don't know man I have lost a lot of weight, Phil. I watched yeah. a video that I have to remake 
because I was like, no, I can't put this out, dude. I'm too fat. Like my face is like puffy, dude. And like, so basically like making these lesson videos, the lesson video I made from months ago was when I was full on just like, who cares, man, COVID drinking beer every day, eating whatever I want. And then now I haven't drank in like four months or something. And like, I don't eat sugar and bread and all that stuff. And like, I've, I didn't realize that like I've slimmed down a lot. And like, I look at the videos now and I'm like, oh yeah, okay. And then I look at the old videos and I'm like, oh my gosh, man, I look puffy. <laughs> and so like, I'm like, I, I gotta, I gotta remake this dude. It's gotta be consistent. <laughs> so yeah. Um, this was a great show, man. I'm so happy to be back on the drum brigade podcast. I can't like, I can't say that enough, man. Um, Me too. this was a uh, much needed when I told you guys we're not going nowhere, the people listening told you we're not, we're not canceling the drum brigade podcast just because we have the acceptance podcast. So, um, no acceptance podcast this week though. We're sticking to the drum brigade podcast this week. So, um, thank you guys. Thank you, Kevin, for coming on. Um, wow. hopefully you can come on every week and give us the, what your finger on the pulse is. Sure. <laughs> that'll, that'll like make me accountable too. Like I'll start, you know, really like, take a note of what I'm checking out. You know what I yeah. mean? That was, that was really cool. That one time you texted me like, Hey man, did you see Thomas Pridgen did a, did a video for GQ? And I was like, really? Oh, yeah. And then I watched the whole thing and I was like, dude, you always know what's going on. Like, did you see Madeline classes like new minor video? And I'm like, Oh dude, it's dope. You know? So that kind of stuff is uh, really cool. We appreciate it. Phil, thank you for coming on dealing with my rants today. It was really great. like, it was great. Yeah. <laughs> and thanks to Robert Castelli for coming on and talking about his CD. Uh, one more time, it's uh, one, one World Plaza, Robert Castelli and Boom. And uh, it's really cool stuff. So um, thank you to him for coming on. Thank you for me to just, for just, just, just giving everybody a just brick of gold for this show. You know, it's a pure brick of gold. And thank you so much to Streamlabs for just coming through for us. Just perfect. We could stream on all the platforms and just do it so just grade A, top level, professional. Basically put a TV show on the interwebs. Yeah. Thank you for giving me something to rant about today, you freaking morons. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you guys for watching. If you guys want to support, please don't hesitate to hit that link. Um, go to the merch store. Show the world that you're accepted. Show the world that you belong. Show the world that you're part of the brigade. This has been episode 101, Drum Brigade Podcast. Corey Kingston, Funky Phil, Kevin Aguchi. Oh, yeah. I love you, mom and dad. <laughs> this whole sucks. You're funky, man. You like Jake? Jake's my boy! <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Drum Brigade podcast. This podcast was recorded in the Beat Locker at Pimp City in Oceanside, California. This podcast was produced by Funky Phil Pardell, and all drops and original music are by Corey Kingston. The Drum Brigade theme song is I Don't Like Your Music by The Busters. For more episodes, please visit drumbrigade.com and hit up our archives to hear some great interviews with Thomas Lang, Daniel Glass, Stan Bicknell, T. 
Tosh the Drummer, Kurt Buscara, Mike Dawson, and many, many more. For all other things, or to get in touch, please visit drumbrigade.com. Oh yeah, one more thing. Like and subscribe.